Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. I want you guys to be excited. I want you guys to be encouraged. God's doing some amazing stuff in America. God's doing some amazing stuff in the planet Earth. Uh, you don't have to always be discouraged or in despair or be disgruntled or frustrated about what you see going around in the world. And just give it to God. Cast your cares upon Him because He cares for you and know that God is in control. I want you guys to really grab a hold of what I'm saying right now. This doesn't really have anything to do with the, with the actual message. But I want you guys to understand that God is in control of this situation. God is in control of this land. Okay, it doesn't matter what Satan wants to do in this land. It doesn't matter what people that are deceived, what, that they want to do in this land. But see, God is in control, and God has a plan. And let God be true, and every man a liar. And some of us really need to stop listening uh, to discouraging stuff. We need to be optimistic. We need to be excited and understand that God is in the middle of what's going on in America. Okay, so give them some praise. And it... And this is a, it's not a, it's not a political thing I'm, I'm trying to say here. I'm just saying that there's a lot of people that are really just kind of uh, uh, upset and, and disgruntled and uh, just a lot of craziness going on in America. I've never seen it like this before, you know, the fighting in the streets and all, and all this kind of rigmarole. But looky here, let God be true. Understand that God has a plan, and it is a good, good plan for America, okay? So, yes, we need to pray for our nation, and we need to pray for our leaders, and we need to pray for our leaders, even if you didn't vote for our leaders. We need to pray for our leaders, okay? Okay, but just be excited. Church folk, really be excited because some amazing things are happening behind the scenes, and some amazing things are about to be exposed. And I just want us to just... just Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, guys, don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged, all right? Hey, things don't look so good in the natural. You know, you got this virus thing, and you're just filling the blank of whatever's going on in your little world. But, man, I'm telling you, God has a good plan for you. So we need to get excited. I'm going to ask you one more time to give him some praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. So, Brother Jack, Brother Jack, uh, He's uh, dealing with cancer, and, and he was actually on his way up here with Joanne, and Sarah was taking him up here uh, this morning, and uh, he, got, he got too sick, so he had to turn around. But this man, this man who is dealing with this situation, a very serious situation, doctors haven't said too much optimistic stuff about what he's going through, gave everything he had to be in this church service this morning. You know, what an amazing testimony right there, you know. And it's not about being in church, but this man wanted to be with fellow believers this morning. So I want you guys to be praying for him and pray for Sister Rita. But we're going to get into the Word. We're going to continue our little study, um, our, our beginning of the year study about going all in, going in deeper, okay? More of God, less of me. Um, this, this one right here, the, what we're going to talk about this morning, it's, it's kind of a, a hard pill to swallow, so to speak. I mean, it's not one of those fuzzy, make you feel good moments in Scripture, but it's something that we have to go over, okay? And what I'm saying is it was when you decide that, hey, you know what? 
I want more of God. I want everything that God has for me. Uh, more of God, less of me. I'm putting Paul Roth's will on the shelf, and I want God's will for my life. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. If you didn't already know this, Satan's going to try and tempt you right away. Satan's going to try and steal your joy. Satan's going to try and make you give up. And, you know, well, bottom line, God's going to allow you to go through some pretty difficult times. You know, whether you're a believer or not, you're going to go through hard times in this world, okay? But when you stand on the promises of God and you say, you know what? I want to be what God's called me to be. I want to follow his word to the best of my ability. You know what? Satan's going to try and trip you up, man, every single time. He, want, he, wants, to, he wants to make you feel like a fool, okay? He wants, he wants to make you feel like you ain't nothing, like you're the one Christian that, that God doesn't really like. You know what I'm saying? You're the one person that God has decided to turn his back on. That is ridiculous. And it sounds silly to hear that coming from my mouth. But if we're not careful, we can begin to think weird stuff like that. Oh, God, I'm trying to do the right thing here, man. I want to be what you've called me to be. I'm making the, the difficult decisions here. I'm following you. But my world's falling apart. Okay? Well, God's doing a work through that. Amen? It's that furnace, man, where God's making his man. So when you sign on the dotted line, yes, I want to be a Christian, but you say, you know what? No more straddling the fence. I'm making God the priority. My life is going to be centered around him. Man, Satan's going to come in like a flood. As a matter of fact, God's going to use this stuff to make you that person you just requested to be. Amen? John 15, verses 1 and 2, these are our main verses this morning. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. That's us, guys. That's us. Christians bear fruit. Christians bear a good result for God's kingdom. You know what I mean? We're talking about being productive for the Lord. In my own life, I'm going to be fruitful because I want more of God. Can I get a witness? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It's time to get excited, church folk. I am the true vine. Well, what, what, what in the world does that mean? What is okay, listen. I am the true vine. This is Jesus Christ saying, I am the life-giving part of this tree. I am the only way for true life, talking about Jesus Christ. And remember, Jesus Christ's audience was to a bunch of Hebrews, and most of them, a lot of them were around because it was exciting, man. And he's making the point, he, he, when he starts to tell people, hey, this Christian thing, it might cost you something, that crowd got smaller and smaller and smaller because these people were here for the excitement, all the amazing things that he was doing, the free lunches and all the, all the cool things, man. You know, but see, contrary to very popular opinions right now, and it's always been this way, but I see it all the time. You see it on these bumper stickers and, and just all this weird rubbish where all, low, all, all roads lead to some sort of salvation. Just pick something and be sincere in what you believe and you're going to get to the same mountaintop that everybody else is shooting for. All God's people said, Pfft. it's not true. It's not true. It's a lie from the devil. 
It's a lie from the devil. So Jesus is making this point. I am the way. Okay. If you want eternal life, I'm not just one of the many. Okay. I'm not like the Moabites or the Philistines or the Romans who are occupying us at this time. You know, where you just have all these gods on your mantle and pray for them, pray to them, and something good's going to work out. Maybe, maybe not. Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. It's got to be through me. Okay. And church folk, there's no getting around that, okay? You have got to have that relationship with the true vine. You have, had, you have to have that relationship with Jesus Christ, okay? That's where it all starts, okay? I am the true vine. Jesus is the true vine. Y'all with me so far? Can I get a witness? I am the true vine, and my Father, God the Father, and my Father is the vine dresser. The NIV says, and my Father is the gardener. So God, God the Father has a big part to play in your Christian life. You know what I mean? This is really, really cool stuff, man. Jesus is the vine, the life-giving vine that feeds the tree, that keeps the tree alive. And God the Father is the gardener. You guys are smart people. You know what I'm talking about here. Okay, look at John 14 and verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. That's so important, guys. In this world, in the world that we live in now, man, where everybody says, man, it doesn't matter what you believe. Just be, just live by, you know, f let your conscience be your guide. Man, look, we're talking about eternal life right here, okay? And eternity is in all our hearts. Everybody, whether we're a Christian or not, we're thinking about that. We're thinking about, well, what happens next, man? What happens when I take my last breath? What happens, you know, then? Do I just go away? That's a popular thing right now, too. You know, you just go away, man. You just float away. Nothing. You're done. It's just dark. It's just like sleepy time, which don't sound half bad, sleepy time. But <laughs> it's so much more better than that. And that's all rubbish. Can I get a witness? Okay. Now, this is Jesus. Listen to what he's saying, John 14 and verse 6. The true vine, which you have got to belong to. Donnie, you've got to belong to that true vine. Jesus said to him, I am the way. The way to where? The way to where we want to go. The way to where we want to go. The way and the truth. All truth starts. And think about that. That's, that's pretty deep, man. I mean, think about that. All truth starts with Jesus Christ. All truth starts with Jesus Christ. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. You see, Jesus wants us to have that abundant life here. And he's got some amazing things for us around the corner on the other side of Jordan. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is that true vine. And if you want eternal life, and we all do, whether we want to admit it or not, we want that life. Amen. Well, I'm here to tell you, there is a way, but it's only through Jesus Christ. It's not about being perfect. It's not about putting a certain amount of money in the offering plate. It's not about building orphanages. It's not about feeding homeless people. It's not about being nice to little old ladies. None of that stuff hurts. That's all good stuff. But none of that's going to get you into heaven. Okay, it's not by works. Okay? It's about accepting what Jesus Christ did for you. It's about accepting that vine. Okay, I am the way. And the truth and the life. No one, 
Nobody is getting around this truth right here. No one can come to the Father except through me. Now think about Jesus' audience of the time, you know, all these, all these Hebrews that have this respect for God the Father, but a lot of them despise Jesus Christ. So he's letting it known. It's like, hey, you know what? If you want to see the Father, looky here. If you want to see the Father, you're going to have to go through me. And see, that's a big problem we have in this world today, right here, right now, where people say, well, no, no, that's, I'm not following that path, man. That path's cool for you, but I'm on this journey. And we'll, we'll, I'll meet you at the mountaintop. No, you won't, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, man, you won't. You know? There's only one way. Okay, I know I'm beating a, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. But we got to get a hold of this stuff. I know we already got it. Jesus is the one true way. Okay, verse 2. I am the true vine. This is verse 1. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. All God's people said, ouch. This is talking about the unbeliever right here. This is talking about the person that might think, well, hey, you know, I'm saved because I'm part of this church. I've grown up in this church. Or this person that, that, that sheep in wolf's clothing. Wait, no, that's backwards, right? Wolf and sheep. Yeah. Okay. See, you're, you, you ain't going to hear that kind of teaching from Olive Baptist. You're not going to hear that kind of teaching down there. Anyways, I need to make a note about that. Wolf. No, this is talking about the fake Christian, the phony Christian. That person that maybe said a few words, but he didn't mean it. Okay? See, look what happens to that guy. And we got to make sure that we are not that guy. It's not about being perfect. Like I said, it's not about some magic number you put in the offering plate. Right? It's about accepting what Jesus... So when you say a few words, you mean those words is what I'm saying. All right? <laughs> because if you say those words, Jesus, I need you, or if you mean it in your heart, man, you're sealed, man. He, he will in no way cast you out if you meant what you said. So what this is talking about right here, this is talking about the unbeliever, the phony, okay? And we, we can't... We got, we got, a, we're all in this together, man. And we can't, we can, you know, we got to be careful because we don't know who's who, but Jesus Christ does. You know what I mean? And he'll do the separating. He'll, he'll put the baby goats over here and the baby sheepies over here. He'll do the separating. Can I get a witness? Okay. But I'm talking to Christian folks this morning that have accepted Jesus Christ. And you, and you say, well, what if I'm not bearing fruit? Well, Christians are going to bear fruit. We're going to bear fruit. That's the, this is the difference that's being made. A non-believer is not going to be producing any good fruit, okay? He might be around for the show. He might be following the crowd. He might be coming here and there. But you know what? He ain't going to be bearing no good fruit. But a Christian is going to bear fruit, that good result for the kingdom. Can I get a witness? You're going to have... What? Go ahead. Give him some praise. I remember... When I really accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, um, I still had a lot of desires to do a lot of stupid stuff that I wasn't supposed to be doing. But you know what? It didn't feel the same. 
It didn't feel the same, you know what I mean? And, and God began to give me burdens for things that I never thought about before, like the homeless guy or, or the person in the old folks' home. These things that a young man just usually won't even think about. It's all about yourself, you know? I mean, let's be honest, man. Until God steps in, you are a selfish person. And then as a Christian, we still got that selfishness going on, but God's saying, okay, Let's form this. Let's mold this. Let me make you that person that I need you to be. And you might say, well, you know, preacher, you know, Paulie, I dig what you're saying, but I didn't sign up to say, I didn't say at the beginning of the year, I want all in. I want to make God a priority. I'm happy. I'm content with my relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't want to go any further, okay? Well, okay. Like I said, you make that statement and you mean it, you're going to have trials. You're going to have that because God's going to form you and mold you. But also, if you're, like, content with where you're at, which we should never be, you know, guess what? You're going to have some hard times, too. You're going to have some trials, too, because God's not content with where you're at. He's going to be like, no, we got to shake this stuff up a little bit, man. You know what I mean? He, he wants us to get matured up. He wants us to be a mature bunch of folks. Amen? So he's calling us all to this deeper walk, whether you signed up for it or not. You did sign up for it. Can I get a witness? Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Look at John 6 and verse 37. For those of us that might be a little fearful this morning, I don't feel like I've bear. That's a condemnation thing that Satan will try and put on us sometimes. Well, I'm not doing enough for the Lord. I'm, I'm not good enough. Okay. Don't be worried. Don't be worried about God kicking you out of the family. Christians are going to bear fruit. He wants you to bear more fruit. Can I get a witness? Okay. So John 6 and verse 37. All the Father gives me. This is Jesus talking about the gardener, talking about God the Father. All the Father gives me will come to me. Aren't you glad that the Father gave you to the Son? Aren't you glad... Look around and look at your Christian family. Ain't we a weird bunch of folks? Weird, different bunch of folks, man. But, man, we've all, the Father has given us all to the Son, and we are in the family of the Most High God. So, yeah, you better get to liking each other because we're going to be together for a long time. And I'm not talking about heaven. I'm talking about I'm preaching for an hour and 18 minutes. An hour and 18 minutes. Okay, John 6 and verse 37. All that the Father, you ever notice as you get older, your, joke, your jokes literally get like stupider? You know, they really do, those dad joke things. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, listen, listen to this, I will never cast out. I will never cast out. So, guys, we need to be excited, man. If you're in the family, you're in the family, okay? Now, you might be going through a shaking. You might be going through some trials, okay? But that's just God trying to mature his babies, you know? We're talking about more of God, less of me. I'm talking about making God my priority. Jesus Christ is number one in my life. That's what we want. No more idols. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's not an easy road. That's not an easy road, but that's the road we're on. Okay, John 15 and verse 6. And this is, John 15 and verse 6 is literally right down the road from our two main verses this morning. We're just not going to read all that stuff. But right, right here we're talking about 
that little branch that ain't bearing no fruit, okay? Because Christians do bear fruit. But if I'm that branch that ain't bearing no fruit, okay, then I'm not really in, I'm not really abiding in the vine. I'm not really connected to Jesus Christ. I'm really not in the family if I'm not bearing any fruit. Does that make sense? So this is what's going to happen, okay? There's going to be a time, there's going to be a place when all these branches that ain't bearing no fruit, they're going to be thrown into a pile. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. See, without being tapped in to that vine, that life-giving vine, man, there's no life. There's no life outside of Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life, okay? I'm not saying you might, you're not breathing. I'm just saying it ain't going to no good place for you. It ain't, you you're spiritually dead, man. Can I get a witness? If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. Man, that's crazy, right? We're throwing ourselves into the fire to be burned if we're just playing games with Jesus. You know what I mean? you just hanging around or trying to fit in, which I, I never have understood that, why people would be fake Christians. I, I don't get that. That doesn't work for me. I don't understand that. You know what I mean? Because it's as simple as realizing I'm a messed up dude. I am messed up. I'm a sinner all day long. I'm a sinner. I've broken God's law, and God has made a way for me to be saved. Well, I just cannot believe that Bible. That's a bunch of horse hockey and pig pinocchi. No, it ain't. No, it ain't, man. The Bible has a 100% pure, awesome track record, man. This is the one book that promises things, and it happens. It happens exactly how it was promised. Okay, do your research, man. Don't take my word for it. Do your research. This book is alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. I'm just saying, you can waste your time with Buddhism, Hinduism, Mamaism, whatever, refrigerism. It don't matter. I was making up words. I was making <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But there's only one way, and that's Jesus Christ. And we best be bearing from some fruit. Okay, so let's go to our let's go to our John 15, 1 and 2, guys. And y'all have been real patient with me. John 15, verse 1 and 2. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. It's gonna be thrown into a fire one day. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So that's us, man. We're bearing fruit. And Jesus says, we got to bear more fruit. He wants us to bear more fruit. He wants us to be more productive. Time is short. Well, I don't know when Jesus is coming back. We might have a 1,000 years, a 100 years one day. I don't know. I don't know how long I'm going to be on this earth. But I know God says be about his business. Be about his business, okay? So time is running out for you no matter what. We only know, we, we don't know how long we're going to be here. But God says, hey, I need Court, Court Davenport. I need Dustin. I have them on earth right here, right now, and I want to use them. And I got this amount of time before I'm calling them home. And, and Josh. And Josh. All right. I am the true vine, and my father the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. Matthew 13 and verse 8. It's talking about 
This is the parable. This is just one verse from the parable of, of the sower. The sower of the seeds, man, you know. The seeds go out. Some of them fall on different types of ground. Talking about those people that ain't really Christians, man. Those people that a little temptation comes, and they're like, okay, well, this was kind of cool for a while, man, but I'm on to bigger, better things, man. The circus is in town, and i got to follow this junk wherever it leads me. You know, or, or you know, a little temptation, a little persecution. Ah, I didn't sign up for that. Okay. But see, this verse is talking about those folks, man, where that seed finds that good soil, you know, and something happens. What I'm saying is Christians bear fruit, dude. Christians bear fruit. Other seeds, this is Matthew 13, verse 8. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced, a, a produced grain, some 100, some 60, some 30. Christians are going to bear fruit. You can look at your neighbor and say, man, all that cat does over there, that's God's favorite little fellow right there. All that dude does is bear fruit. He's got 100, he's a 100 percenter. Man, he's just bearing fruit. Don't be concerned about that, okay? You got your own walk, okay? You got to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, okay? The salvation part comes from Jesus Christ. But I'm saying God has something for you to do, all right? Like Peter getting all messed up about John. Well, what's going to happen with, with, with your little buddy John there? And Jesus was like, Peter, don't worry about Johnny. You do your thing, man. John's going to do his. Because look, some cats, some folks, not literally cats. Got to say that nowadays. Some hundredfold, some 60, some 30. Just be about your relationship with the Lord. Don't, don't be concerned with what, what's going on with your neighbor. You know what I mean? Okay, moving forward. <laughs> That's fun. Never mind. I'm not going to get into that. Okay. He prunes. So Christians are going to bear fruit. But see, here, here's, here's where it gets kind of difficult. I mean, this is the part that's kind of, well, it just doesn't seem fair, you know? But God is fair. We just don't understand the things that he does sometimes because his ways are above our ways. You know what I mean? Because, look, I'm trying to do the right thing, and, and I said, Jesus, I want all you have for me. I want to be this, the, I want to be this mighty man or woman of God going into 2021, more of you, less of me. And now that I'm bearing a little fruit here, he's going to come and prune me. Here comes the trial. Here comes the storm. Here comes the thing that I don't want in my life. But this is how God makes his man. So when you make that statement verbally or mentally or in your prayer time, God, I want everything you have for me. God, I'm going all in. Okay? It might be time to put on your rain boots, man, because you just ask God to do what's necessary to make you that man or woman he needs you to be. You know, so it ain't no easy road. But see, we're only here for a little bit, and God's got some stuff for us to do. You know what I mean? And I would imagine that he's tired of a bunch of baby Christians that have been Christians for 30, 40 years, 10 years, 5 years. You know what I mean? He wants us to grow up. Can I get a witness? Job 23 and verse 10. This is what Job says. But he knows the way that I take. Sister Claudia always says this to me. Polly, she doesn't call me Polly. Nobody calls me Polly. I just, I don't know why I say that. Pretty soon, y'all going to 
Never mind. She'll say, Paul, you ain't never going to amount to nothing. No, she... No, she would never say that. But, but this is what she says. This is what she says, Sister Crystal. She says, Paul, God knows where you're at. And that's a true statement. That's for all of us. God knows where you're at. God knows what you're going through. Okay? Just because you're going through a difficult trial right now, does that mean that God has given up on you or God has abandoned you? It's the opposite. You know? He's just taking you into that deeper walk, man. Some of us would never go any deeper in our relationship with the Lord if things didn't get heated up a little bit. Where we realize, I cannot handle this on my own, you know? And we're southern folk, man. We're tough folk, man. We'll, we'll figure it out, you know? We'll get it done. But <laughs> there's some dude that's going to listen to this in Des Moines, Iowa. What's that supposed to mean? We get it done. We're hardworking folk up here. You ever worked in the cornfield? No. I'm just saying, man, that we, you know, we, we'll get it done, but sometimes God will put us into a situation to where you can't get it done. You can't make it happen. This is bigger than you. But that's all drawing us into that deeper walk. Amen? Where we learn to rely on him. I better move forward. Job 23 and verse 10. But he knows the way that I take. Or as Sister Claudia would say, he knows where you're at, Paul. He knows what you're going through. But he knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, not if, not if, Sister Bray, not if he tries me, when he tries me, okay? But he knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come out as gold. See, that's the, that, that, that's the program that we're on. He's maturing us. He wants us to be that mature Christian. And sometimes we want to get off the ride. We're like, no, 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 too much, too much, slow down. You ever, you ever did that when you were a kid? You get on that fair ride, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is the worst thing in the world. Stop it. And that old dude, that old transient dude running the, running the thing, he's like just smiling at you. He's like, Pfft. he don't care, but God totally cares. God totally cares. I got nothing against transient dudes. But, but he knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come out as gold. Isaiah 48, verse 10. Behold, I have refined you. I have make, made you purer, purer than you wanted to be, actually. Or what you purer than what you thought you could be, you know? I have been working on you, cleaning you up. Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. We're not going for the silver metal. I would be cool. I would be cool, uh, Keenan, to, uh, to you know, win a silver medal in something, a bronze medal, a ribbon, something. <laughs> you know, that would be cool. Like if they did that, you know, like, and this guy showed up and he did the thing and here you can get something, you know. But see, God's not going for silver. He's not going for bronze. And we don't need to be content with bronze or ribbon or silver. You know, we want to go all in and be everything that God's called us to be. As you see, I'm not refining you like silver, but we can use that metaphor. But we're really shooting for gold here, church folk. Behold, I've refined you, but not as silver. I have tried you in the furnace of affliction because that's how precious metals are purified in furnaces. 
And that process is repeated over and over again. And that gets that precious metal to a purer state or gets all the rubbish off of it. Amen? All right. Tell the truth. Shame the devil, right? Turn with me to uh, James. Or it's on your bulletin. It's right there. Talking about trials. But we're really talking about making God that priority. Making God that priority in my life. That Christ-centered life. And trials are going to come because we said, God, I want this. And so God's going to, this is God's method, man. It really is. This is God's method to make us that person, that vessel that he wants us to be. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. We all know this little passage. But let's dig a little deeper. Count it all joy, my brothers. Brothers, sisters, talking to Christian folks here. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds or a bunch of different trials. Because like I said, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll try and get through it. We'll call some buddies. We'll get together. We'll knock this out. We'll knock that out. Okay? But see, God will let you. <laughs> Satan's going to want to come in like a flood, by the way. He's going to want to come and sweep, sweep you out of there. Okay? He can't do everything God wants. He can't do everything he wants to do. Okay. God holds that back. You know what I mean? But God will let us go through some stuff, man, that you can't handle on your own, that you can't call and get taken care of with your neighbor. You know what I mean? He'll let you go through some stuff to where you're going to have to run to a godly brother or sister, where you're going to have to get into the word of God, where you're going to have to see what God said and stand on those promises. And as you go through that trial, that refining process, he's making us that vessel that he wants us to be. And quite frankly, that vessel that you want to be, that you said, God, I know this world, there's nothing in it for me. And I'm here for a reason, and I just want to be your vessel. That's a dangerous prayer. Count it all joy, my brothers. What does that mean, count it all joy? That sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? Be happy. Be happy. Be full of joy about all this craziness going on. It's it's more like an inner peace or an expectancy of the good result. Okay, it's like this. Okay, (laughs) this just happened. This just happened. This just happened. They're coming right at me. This just happened. All this, honey, did you see what I get in the mail? All this is happening, but I can have peace. I can even have joy because I know God is doing something. God's in the middle of this, man. This is going to do something. This is going to lead me into that deeper walk. I can't do it on my own. So count it all joy. You're on God's radar, man. He said, you know what? We're going to hang out a little bit together here, and we're going to make you that vessel. We're going to make you that vessel I need you to be. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. I know a lot of people that go to this church, and I've, I've known a lot of the trials that a lot of people have gone through. And sometimes you look at the trials that people are going through, and all you can say is, man, God's just working. God's just making that man out of you. There's no rhyme or reason why this would happen to you because we know God is faithful. We know that he's faithful. He's not picking on you. He loves you with an undying love. You're just going through this. You, you can't even figure it out. All, just, all you got to do is understand 
God's with you, and he's allowing you to go through this, so there's going to be a good result. There's going to be something good's going to come out of this. So count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness or endurance. God, you remember I talked about the, the dude at the, at, the, at the carnival at the fair, and he's like, he won't let you off the ride, you know. And, and we want off the ride sometimes. We're like, man, this is horrible. This is horrible. Well, see, whatever trial you're going through, there is a start, a middle, and an end to it. You know, when you walk through the fire, when you walk through the water, you will get through to the other side. But that's not necessarily up to us. There are some things we can do about it. If we can learn the lesson that God is trying to teach us, then we can get through that trial faster. But sometimes that trial is just going to be a long-winded situation, you know? Does that make sense this morning? But see, God says, endure. Learn the lesson I'm trying to teach you. And stop getting all mad and blaming everybody else or blaming God. You know, I'm just being real, right? Right? Learn what God's trying to teach us. Okay? Endure the trial. You will get through. And let steadfastness, for you know the testing of your faith produces steadfastness or endurance, and let steadfastness, our endurance, have its full effect, the fact that you're going to endure this trial. You're not getting out of it. So hunker down on the Word of God, stand on the Word of God, and learn what God's trying to teach us. Because He's trying to teach you something, right? Learn what He's trying to teach you. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Isn't that good? That's what God's trying to do. He's trying to grow his people up. And we kick and scream, and we're not wanting to endure, learn the lesson he's trying to teach us. So we're in that trial a lot longer than we need to be. Does that make sense? All right. I'm just saying, if you want to be God's man or if you want to be God's woman, you got to understand, man, that his way of making us that is that furnace. We're going to go through those hard times, but it's for a reason, man. Romans 8 and verse 18. For I consider that the suffering of this present time, I told you Job, ain't nobody went through trials like Job. That's certainly true. But uh, in the New Testament, we have this really cool cat, Paul. He went through, he's kind of got a list of, some, of, of a lot of the stuff he went through. It's kind of neat that he was keeping a record of, you know how many times I've been shipwrecked? <laughs> you, did I ever tell you, Titus, did I ever tell you about the time I was floating in the open sea? All by myself for days. Or when the snake bit me. Or when, or when they beat me. I tell you about the time I went to heaven. They killed me. The apostle Paul went through some junk as well, man. Listen to what he said. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. You know? And that's certainly, absolutely, positively, Paul talking about the rubbish I'm going through here now has nothing, can compare nothing, not a, to what awaits for me on the other side of Jordan. It's certainly talking about that, all these wonderful things, you know, that we can't even begin to imagine. And Paul got a little bit of taste of that when he got to visit. But also, man, let's look at it like this, man, that what is God doing in us through these little storms, man? 
He's making us into that person he needs us to be, man. It's the pain, the suffering, the torment that we do go through, and it's kind of hard, right? It's hard. It's not worth comparing what God is actually doing in this person. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to victorylifechurchofmilton.com for more, and may God bless you.